Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where your location is. This morning's Dharma talk is titled Compounded Things. So we, when we think of compounded, uh, a bunch of separate things are brought together to make a compound. We think of it in terms of chemistry or recipes or maybe lots of ways that, that I'm not even thinking about. But fundamentally, anything you see as has some kind of specificity to it as a thing, whether it's as solid as a, a piece of granite or whether, whether it is as ephemeral as a, a thought or a memory or an emotion, they, are, they have no separate, um, they appear, it may appear separately, but that's because we continue to divide things up, categorize them, label them, project onto them, uh, up and down, back and forth, plus and minus, and all of those other relative things. And that actual projection is also uh, dependently risen and is, you could say, is compounded. So the idea with uh, compounded things, um, thinking about a topic for a Dharma talk, I first was just going to do another questions or yeah, questions from Sangha, which is that's fine too. If you have questions that aren't regarded to what I'm uh, talking about, then uh, then I'll I'll make it about that. So uh, you can't say anything that isn't about compounded things. So this is just basic teaching of the Buddha. The the three marks of existence are sometimes called the four marks of existence. Things are <clears throat> things are impermanent. Anything is there's impermanence. Nothing lasts. All compounded things will vanish. That kind of thing. And then there's a uh, suffering or discontent, dissatisfaction on several different levels, including the kind that, that you don't think you're having because you are ignoring it, shutting it out, and using a particular uh, situation to hide out from what you don't want to know about. And then uh, no self, that there is no solid being, no solid separate being because uh, the self is compounded. Uh, traditionally talked about as uh, the five heaps or the five skandhas, uh, form, feeling, perception, uh, concept, or sometimes called memory and consciousness, the six sense fields and their objects. And then the, the last one sometimes is included called peace, which is just the spiritual path, you could say simply put. So the re recommendation here from the point of view of awareness practice or study practice even, but basically through awareness practice, uh, sitting meditation, shikantaza, or perhaps some other kind of uh, awareness practice that you're doing, which I'm not here to you know, uh, change your style or way of doing it. If it's working for you, do it. And when I say working, only you know what that means. But that is to sit down and simplify, be very radical. The word radical is thrown around a lot as in indicating somebody who's uh, or or off uh, separate from anybody else or against the, the golden mean or something. And then actually it just, it's just talking about radix or root, the root of things. And that's that's why this form of meditation, not that other ones don't deal with that also, shikantaza, just precisely this. If you do enough of it, you return to the cushion, return to the wall and just gaze at something where not much is happening. Uh, listen to something where 
there aren't there isn't much in the way of sound a little bit and uh, same thing with all of the other sense fields receiving the sense uh, the objects of the sense six senses including a mind and observe uh, and if you tend to observe something and you start concluding about it this shouldn't be i shouldn't be feeling this way uh i don't deserve this all those things are there i go again which is a a very common one that people do when they're trying to do what? Control something that they don't understand. And when I say understand, I'm not talking about necessarily an intellectual understanding of something. Uh, you don't have to understand intellectually. You just have to stick your finger in it, perhaps. Down and bring take everything that we can have uh, a say-so or some control over very simply, without being too pushy or too intense or too about it, which I particularly encourage, but just very simple, simply, even even gently. Don't, don't, discipline is not about pushing yourself into a form uh, that you're not ready to go into, that you aren't even receiving, because what happens then is that then you think you're aligning yourself with the form when you're just aligning yourself with the agenda of narcissism. And that can go on for months, years, especially if you don't, if you don't have a support that will help you. It was our traditional support is, of course, the three jewels, the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha, however that shows up in your life or for you. Having a teaching person, uh, something that's being the basic instruction, which goes back in our situation 2,500 years, as far as we know. And then the community like we have here, we get together some of us do this every day, some once a week, some maybe once a month. Uh, it's up to you. There's no advertisement happening here. But it seems important, it seems important for each of us to witness, see, observe, and notice that anything that is coming together as something uh, has parts and it is. Um, apparent separations that allows you to even focus on an item or with some kind of a discrete uh, um, observation of something. Uh, and, and the causes and conditions that are uh, behind any apparent uh, or uh, kind of what I would call a show-off singularity, something that just keeps telling you this, this. Uh, one that you can encourage is if you can continue to get up in the morning and have a feeling of uh, being down or uh, not feeling so good, and you you immediately cover that up by calling it something. And don't misunderstand me. I'm not a, I'm not against labeling or you know using a coffee cup and never having giving it a name. I'm not I'm not going to go to extremes. That's why it's called the middle way. But you could observe one of the parts of the com compounding. It has to do with uh, with having an emotion, a feeling, or something, and naming it anxiety. And then you'll notice if you do that, if you do depression or anxiety or, or fear or uneasiness or whatever, you, you'll notice uh, uh, you'll have your version of this compounded, your version. You will have a way of using various uh, um, so-called apparent singularities and bring them together in such a way that it gives you the feeling that you're dealing with it. Well, and you might even say to yourself, well, at least I'm dealing with this. And this doesn't mean that I'm against cognitive behavioral therapy or any other kind of approach to that. I'm very much in favor of anything that seems to address whatever considerations you have in terms of your particular 
how it feels to walk this path, walk, walk the path of, of the Buddha, walk the path of um, seeing what is fundamentally, fundamentally, radically, what is radically true. I'm not talking about the radicals that sometimes you hear on the, the news. We're talking about radics. As far as close as you can get to what looks like a basis, and even the basis is dependently arisen. Even the basis is compounded until you uh, actually see what it is. And if you actually see what it is, then it won't have necessarily have parts unless you impute, unless you make up some parts to it, because you cannot particularly handle a lack of reference point. I always seem to need some kind of reference point. That's what Refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, the Bodhisattva vow gives you a reference point so you can slowly or speedily change your allegiance over to everything, all beings actually receive everything as it is, not as you think it is, and to to have a way of working with this kind of a spontaneous knee-jerk self-centeredness that we've all been dealing with. I certainly have. wouldn't be here if I hadn't been drowned in my own narcissism for many, many years, even even into way into adulthood, so-called adulthood, try, just not knowing how to, continuing to fight with it, to try to get rid of it. You can't get rid of something that is unreal and then it is uh, compounded <laughs> how is it done it's done with, with simply put awareness awareness buddha dharma awakened awakened truth not a conclusion not a rejection not a manipulation difficult because the path uh, that uh, takes us in that direction may be full of all kind of snags and, and sinkholes and bad weather uh, uh, that may come out of your own karma, your own style, your own particular way of coming into this world with this particular mother and this particular father coming together and having a particularity that we call what I, me, my stuff, my things, my ideas, my emotions, how I feel, what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be doing, what they should be doing. You notice these conversations. I'm not the only one that has these. And here's the great thing about it. You don't have to get rid of anything. You don't have to be anything else. Just notice the, the deception, the self-deception. Just see it. Don't fight with it. Don't push it away. It is unreal. It takes it takes a while. It takes takes some uh, effort or some you know heading to the cushion, heading to the study, uh, working with uh, the community of uh, the sangha, other people who are working with different kind of uh, uh, compounds, different kinds of coming some people uh, you'll notice some people just uh, seem to be very self-centered and some someone else isn't sometimes the people who are dealing with extreme narcissism it doesn't show up at all it looks more you can see this other person's self-centeredness maybe your own it looks like much more than this other but yet that other person is dealing with that also it's just a different version of it a different version of grasping into self rejecting another or rejecting oneself like shame and then grasping in a maybe blame for why you, why, why. We have these little uh, short stories, little vignettes about ourselves. And you'll notice those if you do sitting meditation over time, that a, a lot of times what arises in the sitting practice are, are those uh, condensations of ideas and opinions, judgments that come together and are compounded as, as uh, uh, some kind of truth about something that you've not really investigated. What do I say about that? You might want to look at it. Don't conclude anything. 
Don't believe a word I say. You hear me say this over and over again. I'm not being silly. I'm I'm being, first of all, respect your own confusion. And next, respect everybody else's confusion. Correct no one without their permission. And even if they say, give me your help, I need your help, uh, look at it really closely. Uh, they might want to just be a person who asks for help. So that might be their way of actually producing something rather than, sh than showing you that they're ready to receive your your advice or your ideas. I have people come and sit in front of me occasionally who tell me, I, yeah, I want to be a student here. Yeah, teach me. Go ahead. You have my permission. So go ahead, hit me. It's a misunderstanding of it. So it's a, a lot more scary than that. It's not just, yeah, I think I'll hang out with this old guy and see if he can help me. I can continue to talk along or I can, I'm very much interested in doing this mutually together. So if you have questions, please come this way. Raise your hands like so. I can't see all of you because there's 40, 40 some people on there, I guess, 50. Junchu bowing. Junchu. There is a question on YouTube from Shane in Virginia. I know Shane. What are you up to, Shane? What happens to the mind when it sees something it's unable to compound? Bowing. That's compounding it. It's just it's just it's a more more difficult kind of uh, coming together. But you've already compounded it. It's already occurred, just not in the way that you were trying to manipulate it or trying to stop it or trying to uh, reinterpret it. A lot of room for questions there. I've left myself vulnerable for all of these questions. So come and, come and let's, talk, let's do it together. You ask questions, I'll respond. If you see some kind of a discrepancy or holes in what I'm saying, come ahead. See if you can find a hole. Unyo. Unyo bowing. Um, Do you see a hole in something? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I hope there's a hole in our computers so you can see. Go ahead. Um, so you talked about the radix um, going to yeah. the root of something yeah. and con concerning this very difficult time that our country is going through. Yes. How can we go to the root of what's occurring? To to see what's really true. Do it with your, this is mind training. This is not, we're not talking about going out and joining movements or not that you shouldn't. I mean, I, if somebody said they want, people have done that occasionally. They want to march on Washington, want to join them. I'm not against any of that. I think that's fine. But do it out of awareness rather than out of some kind of conclusion that you're you're actually at the controls or you're at the levers or, or do it as, as it comes out of your awareness. But the, the, the place to look, is all, everything you see, everything you're doing, everything that's happening is a projection. You, you know, you can take exception to that, and I won't, I won't argue with you about it. I won't, I won't discuss it. It's not something you can prove because it's caught in its own relativity. It's snagged by its own rel relativity. That's why transcending this world, uh, you may transcend it, but you it won't go anywhere. Nothing will occur. Nothing will happen. Things you might say things stop happening more. So it. Yeah. Um, well, that's difficult. And uh, I wouldn't try to have compassion for them, uh, forgiveness or 
And I just, you know, might want to retract the blame if you can, because those, the individuals that are causing the, literally to what you're, what we've been looking at, those people, it's dependent. It's, they, there's no singularity happening there as far as someone who really has insight into everything, sometimes called a leader. Uh, there, there's no, there's no one, even the ones who are showing up as leaders are, uh, there's no mind training going on. I don't care how wonderful and liberal and kind or what their skin color is or whatever. Uh, unless, unless you meet someone with some mind training, you're going to have someone that has some kind of ideology, the upside, the downside, the sideways, the political party. You, you can't, it's already the, 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 um, the momentum of dependent origination from beginning of time is, is, this has been going on for centuries, which is an understatement to say centuries. I sometimes point to the Peloponnesian War just because it's convenient and it's around the time of the Buddha. And it's uh, the same kind of things, plagues, wars, people killing each other, people being tortured, and so on. So the, take it to the wall, to, not to be silly about it, but, but sit down and train your mind so that anything you see, anything you experience, whether it's out here in the apparent world or inside in the apparent mind reacting to something that's happening, do it so that you're not uh, any you're just not deceived any further by your belief in one thing and your rejection of something else by, by buying into relative truth as some kind of uh, substantial way to uh, function in the world. And at the same time, we don't want to ignore that either. So this is why passion, aggression, and ignorance, grasping, uh, rejecting, or shutting down are so are such valuable concepts for us to use as people who are trying to train their mind to see clearly what we're trying to do is we're suffering on some level. You wouldn't be here and those around us are suffering. How do we address that fundamentally? You could say radically. How do we do How do we go to the minimum, minimalist approach and go down to the basis of the consciousness? This is why in the yoga chart tradition, it is sometimes said to use a relative way of talking about it, that if, if there is realization, if someone does realize their true nature, then it is called uh, of the eight consciousnesses, the eighth one being the Aliyavijnana, the storehouse consciousness, that there is a revolution at the basis, that that, that store consciousness is no longer uh, sending uh, sending uh, uh, ammunition to the front lines called the seventh consciousness. Go ahead, Isan. Isan, my, my question is about the vow to save all beings. Yeah. For someone whose identity and narcissism is wrapped up in, I'm a person who helps people, mm -hmm. how can I see the vow to save all beings radically? Okay, very good. Just that you're, you're, you're a close student of mine. You're also a nurse. There's a lot of nurses that are more about, and doctors are more about being a person who does that. Uh, a highly polished form of narcissism, or uh, there might be some that actually are radically doing that, which would mean they have no idea what they're going to do next because everything is dependently risen and they are arising in, in uh, harmony, to use the relative word, with whatever's coming and going rather than coming out of their judgment, their determination, their evaluation there. And I'm not, I don't want to get rid of any of that because sometimes analysis arises right out of dependent origination. And that's the only approach you can take. But it's choiceless. It's choiceless. There's no one, no one here. It looks like it. Looks intensely like there's someone. There's Isan. There's Sogazan. There's Unse. 
There's karma. There's solid. We're a person who has a history. We know what happened yesterday. We know what's going to happen tomorrow, kind of. So uh, to come to turn it all the way around and come back to your question, I would say you're already doing it. It just may not look like it because the materialistic idea of progress or getting somewhere is much different because it buys into the structure of reality that is ignored called uh, dependent origination. And it's camouflaged. So it looks like there's such a thing as right and wrong, up and down, back and forth. Not true. It's relatively true. Yes. Death gets its meaning from life. Pain gets its meaning from pleasure. Uh, not, it's not like it does away with the whole thing. Yeah, problem solved. But what the way you ask the question and knowing you, that helps too, knowing who's asking this question. I would say just keep, uh, I see nothing to correct. Say, well, start doing this. Uh, well, Isan, maybe you could try this. Or maybe you should recite the Bodhisattva Bao uh, 10,000 times. I don't see that. I see. I think you're already doing. I think. I think you're already doing it. Just be aware of what you just described. Just be aware of that. If you push on it, it'll it'll uh, it'll it'll push back. If you uh, explain it away or, or analyze it or something, uh, it likes uh, to be uh, encouraged to, to be some situation that has some kind of truth to it when it's just relatively true. And then if you ignore it, so that's uh, that's why it's called. Uh, um, uh, the middle way, simply put, and it's not maintaining some kind of middle situation. It's just no longer buying into any extreme pain, pleasure, good and evil, up and down, back and forth. This doesn't mean you don't see them and you don't see the crisp division between them. It just means that you don't take sides. You don't join. Picking and choosing is a disease of the mind, as it says. And uh, which sutras that say that? <laughs> That's the sense in Ming. And the sense in Ming. I get those confused. But, so, sense in Ming. <laughs> I keep wanting to uh, uh, blame uh, uh, Sekito Kisan for writing that. And he did not write that. It was, uh, who was it? Sang Song? No, it wasn't Sang Song. Was Sang Song? I think so. Yeah, well, I don't want to be wrong. So, I'm glad you guys are here. <laughs> Further question about that, Isan, or is that a little bit more clear to you? That is helpful, yes. I, I guess the impetus for the question was when I was reciting the vows this morning, it, it just felt like when I said the vow to save all beings, it felt like polishing, polishing that. But that's, I, listen, listen, listen. You listening? That's awareness. Yeah. That's awareness. And if you, it's just awareness, and if you if you if you don't uh, uh, um, go in and describe it as polishing, or you don't you don't see it as polishing, or if you see it as polishing but you don't do anything about it, you don't stop it, based on trying to improve or get better. Now there are other teachings that approach this totally differently than what I'm saying. And if you need that teaching, you won't be listening to me. What I'm saying won't make much sense. You might even think, oh, I can't. Say, I got to go send down to Dalai Lama or or His Holiness or some other form. And you would be totally correct in doing that. I would say, go do it. Study, go somewhere else. So right and wrong is extra. But the chemistry between people is very important. And that's how it shows up. The chemistry is there. Then the teaching person, the student person, then there's, there's then it's, you do it together. It's mutual. There's no separate being who is the teacher. If there is, um, this is compounded and this will come apart. Maybe not in this life. Further questions? 
Thank you. Not at this time. Thank you. Jews on going. Ivan asks, if it's not real, how can it be compounded? Well, that's that's what makes it unreal because it's it doesn't have any singularity that is that is uh, fundamentally uh, fundamental because it's made up of other things that are getting together to create the illusion of uh, something fundamental. Even the eighth consciousness is just made up of parts. Everything is made up of parts. And this this is why the, the way I talk about it, coming out of what I see, I don't know much. I don't remember much. I have to ask people where things came from. You know, where do we? Where's the broom? Well, wait a minute, I don't sweep. I don't need a broom. So they're, they're, the very, the very uh, unreality or reality is comes from our imputation that we have that something that's either real or unreal. When, when the actuality of it, if you want to use that fancy capital letter A word, uh, is, is neither. It's, it's neither there nor is it not there. And the teaching down through the centuries, different teachers have that have seen that or understood that or had even, uh, you know, a 30 year glimpse of it. Uh, if they try to put it into words, it will show up through their particular style, their personality and the way they got on the path and who they who their teachers were, who their teacher was or what what their karma was like. That's why you have uh, the 17 karma paths all teaching in different ways than the same thing teaching pretty much the teachings of the Buddha's Dharma. Some of them are, seem to be more clear than others. And I know I can't tell you which ones. Well, maybe a couple. Sue asks, are consequences nothing more than dependent origination? Yeah. Yeah, cause and effect. And what, what happens is cause and effect is uh, we tend to want to bring it into this cause that so that we can get, have the illusion of controlling it. And that illusion of controlling can be pretty strong as long as there's an illusion that you're somebody and you have hands and arms and you have ideas and concepts that are also dependently arisen and are conditioned in some way or, or an other. And we go into action and try to stop this, start that, fluff this up, tamp that down and we do that for, you know, 60, 70 years or. Fruishin asks, what is the chemistry between people? What is something between if there is no relation? Just appearance. Fundamentally, you're not separate from from anyone, but it's like uh, there's always a slight, there's slight variations, just like fingerprints or like uh, uh, the leaves of a flower. You know, they all look the same, but if you look closely, they're all a little bit different shape. The other, the the common thing there is snowflakes. You can't find two that are, even though they're very symmetrical. Uh, they, I think they found that two that were alike uh, once about 850 years ago when they first came out with microscopes. They looked at them and then they melded and that didn't have any evidence. So then they couldn't prove anything. Yeah. Please allow me to be a little silly. But it's it's like that. If you begin to see this, you really, you really get a sense of humor about the whole thing because, uh, and the, the combination of it being so incredibly painful for other beings, for human beings, for even the people who are smiling all the time, sometimes more so with them, or the people that have some kind of agenda about anything, even if it's Buddhism, have some kind of a thing to promote or get ahead or do this or do that. Sometimes there's extreme suffering that is covered up that actually will rotate around because what goes around comes around. So that's why it's so important to 
meet your own confusion where it's at without correcting, changing. Just just be aware. Just include that that um, craziness or that narcissism or that feeling uh, disappointed in yourself for what you're doing, how you're fun- functioning, how you're not doing so well, or for that matter, how you're in pain. Uh, even the physical form can be difficult. Further questions are good if you have them. James, I'm back. What is the quality of something being the root if that too is dependently originated? Uh, it's just, it's, uh, you've heard of that teaching of the, when somebody asks what, what the, about the earth and it, and said, well, it's sitting on a big turtle and say, well, what's under the big turtle? And uh, they said, well, it's turtles all the way down. It's all turtles. And so very similar. It's uh, the, the root means that you've discovered something, but uh, fundamentally there, the, there's, there's no, there's no root. If there's a root, it's still relative truth. Even if you're talking about the fancy words for that area, Dharmakaya, Sambhogakaya, Nirmanakaya, Swabhavikakaya, and those kind of structures that are used that's very crisp and feels kind of you know safe almost so we can actually uh, but it, it but you can realize this without even ever ever having even heard those words those are just ways that people have tried to deal with the way the the lack of singularity or the lack of uh, compound shows up as kind of compounded with a capital k kind of compounded Further questions? A question on YouTube from Daniel Staffler. Okay. In meditation, do we see things as compounded? Train ourselves to see the truth? Bowing. Somewhat. Meditation practice in terms of uh, just a simple formless practice, shikantaza, uh, you could say shinan. Samatha Vipassana also are that way, as does Mahamudra. Simple, radical, formless, sit down and hang out with it, look at it. And so you, it may show up that way for you. Uh, there are practices where you could deliberately go in and contemplate those, and those may be uh, important for you to, uh, to do. But the fundamental, my understanding, the fundamental thing to do is to uh, separate them out, actually train the awareness, sharpen the blade of prajna, sharpen that blade, sit down and watch what moves without adding, subtracting, dividing, concluding, examining, do nothing with it. Just watch the movement because whatever is moving is actually like a sharpening stone that's going through your mind stream. And it's like sharpening the blade, but it, but you're not delaying it. You're not stopping it and questioning the stone or questioning or adding to it or complimenting. You're not doing anything. So that image works for Nothing works perfectly, but it works a little bit in that your ability, your your the strength of your witnessing gets stronger because you're no longer taking what you're witnessing and changing it into an idea about it, about I'm feeling this. That must be about I'm feeling that this is showing up. That must be that must be where the ego mind is so incredibly ravenous about having a position and having some kind of nutrition to keep it going as me in my world. And the, a, a big one that is this, probably the scariest one is a fear of death. We're so identified with this body-mind complex, we think we are a body. We don't think we necessarily have a body, but we think we, we, think we actually are that. Might want to look close at all of that. 
further questions? Either take take us further in with that one or with another question, whatever you have, or paraphrase the question and, and I'll paraphrase my answer. If I have one. Go for it, Sano. Sano bowing. If we are not just electrical impulses in a brain, what are we? Sano bowing. Electrical impulses in a brain. You handed me the answer. I didn't say we weren't that. I say that's that's part of it. We're that, and we're we're chemistry, and we're the issue with that, Sanho, is that though uh, the materialistic or the the greediness about a result, the greediness about a fundamental knowing of something, or even a relative knowing, is a it's a trap because uh, when we do that, it's relative truth, and you can squeeze relative truth all you want and get a lot of relative knowledge, but you can't get happiness. You might get a relative kind of feeling good, but it does not last. Fundamental happiness, fundamental understanding uh, transcends any kind of uh, ideas about its structure or nature. So electrical impulses in the brain, that's, you could say that. But then if you take that whole physical thing uh, down to the, um, you know, modern physics, and I don't know anything about that other than what little few paragraphs I've read, uh, in Wikipedia or wherever, as a, a particle and a wave, if you go down in the fundamental nature of what this is, uh, then there's it starts to change gears, you could say, or the whole transmission falls out and everything is dependent on what? Who knows what it is? Who knows what the... Uh, is there some kind of dependency going on somewhere? Find out. Find out so that you are, uh, you are certain. And you, you can be certain about this. And the only way you can be certain is there's no one who's certain. I'm not concerned what it's called. I don't really need to particularly call it something. And I only am able to do this because you give me permission. Uh, uh, class and, and I do the best help you without interfering with you. I'm not here to modify the karma you need to see. I don't want to get in the way of your particular life. Laura. Laura Bowie. I should say gra I should say Grandma Laura. <laughs> yes. Thank you yeah. for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my question focuses on what happens when we die and who gets reincarnated. Bowing. Mm -hmm. So, so specifically, when we when we die, the. Uh, the whole body mind, body mind complex goes back into the elements from whence it came, and uh, the consciousness. Uh, there's no there's no particular destination for anything, so it depends on what is. If there's something still struggling for control, then that could perpetuate, in some in some way. Everything runs out of steam eventually, from as far as being a singularity. So because it's compounded, so that may go on. Uh, sometimes we have uh, situations where there's. Uh, uh, the example that everybody would know. I'll, I'll respond to any question you give me. There isn't a question you can ask me uh, unless it's about uh, finance. I can't do that. Uh, but we, but just like sometimes we'll have a situation where there's some kind of a spirit in a form or something in a house or something that ener that energy is so powerful and is so self-centered that it can't it can't it can't go from from whence it came and where did it come. Who knows where it came into, it went into what is commonly called the source. Does that happen? I don't know. I don't, I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned about what happens. 
uh, when I say that, I'm not saying, oh, I'm this brave person. I'm just saying that the understanding that I'm endeavoring to share with you is uh, no reference point. Even when reference co points come up, I mean, even a banana cream pie, which is a pretty damn big reference point, it can't find me. That doesn't mean I don't want that or will walk around wondering where when you hit it at, <laughs> trying to save my health. So it's still there that you still get to be, you still get to be genuine. You get to be completely who you are as, as a, as a separate compounded individual, but it's unreal. It's unreal. It, it has no, it's no substance. Therefore uh, you, uh, you, me, us, we, if you see what this is, you're fearless. It's not that you fear won't come up, but it can't find somebody who's afraid. And so fear is going to come and go. Your ability to, to carry a tune one, one uh, year is going to be fine. And the next year it kind of deteriorates. So any, all compounded things are, are going to show up as uh, uh, disintegrating. I, I feel like I missed part of your question. Laura. No, that was helpful. Thank you. There's a question. Bowing. Yes, go ahead, please. A uh, question from Joseph in Kalamazoo. Yes. Is suspicion a helpful aspect of observation? For example, if I claim that I am aware that I'm not separate, is that claim itself? good evidence that I am not aware that I am not separate. <laughs> I don't know where you find those merry-go-rounds, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to, and I'm looking on to see which horse you're on and I'm right next to you. And I'm saying, maybe so, maybe not. You need that kind of information. Uh, you might have to get uh, inspection, introspection, inspection, intro. You may get it from your. Uh, I don't think that's necessary. I think uh, if that question comes up, I just let it hang. It's like a cloud. It won't last. Uh, it's a dependent origination. It's showing up as some kind of a track that gives us, not you, I'm not accusing you of anything, but it gives us the illusion that if we could just figure that out and see, then we would somehow make some progress. Progress on the spiritual path is not the same as progress on the mundane path. The mundane path is about getting credentials, getting, 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 doing better, getting better, bigger muscles, um, more, more uh, graduate degrees or, or whatever, or more, more um, um, facelifts, however, however you want to say it. But the spiritual path as a, as a, just relatively spoken about is, is kind of, kind of looks like the other way. Uh, kind of, it's not exactly, it is not separate from either way. So it may show up as either one. And when it shows up as either one and takes you other this way or that way, as dependent origination does, and if there's if you've seen through the self, you won't care where it goes because your only your only uh, um, your vow is to be with all things. If you've in fact taken that vow or thought about it or reflected on it, whether you've taken it formally or not, I don't care. If you need to be a monk, that's your business. But if you if you see or are observing about uh, and one person may sit and, and well, spend a whole four-hour block sit not much happening it may be kind of boring they may go to sleep the other person may sit down and their mind is chattering constantly not two those are not two different things it's still just mind stream so whatever shows up 
receive. Be a good host, hostess, hoster, toaster. Go ahead, Katie. Katie Bowling. How do I work with the despair I feel for everything going on in the country right now? Uh, yeah. Uh, how much time are you doing sitting meditation? And how, how much? Not much at all. Do more. Five minutes a day. Pardon me? Maybe five minutes a day. Yeah. My anxiety That's, is really high. Yeah, well, the, well, take that anxiety to the wall. Take it to, a, we have a setup on every morning and afternoon on Thursdays where you can sit for a total of hours and have Sangha or somebody in real time sitting facing a wall and you can Zoom. We make use of the technology. It's called Sangha. Exactly company. It's Sangha. So do that. Get get the, uh, and, and listen to me. You ask me a question. I'm saying the, the world out there is a intense suffering, but the, the momentum of it, of this, stuff has been coming and going for since beginning this time. It was happening during the time of the Buddha. It's happening now. There's not many people that are interested in mind training. There's some wonderful people who are interested in fundamentally helping others. Of course, we have lots of those people. And there's lots of people that are so absorbed in their narcissism that they don't even know they're narcissistic until uh, some kind of a powerful narcissistic and narcissist uh, gets to the top of the mountain by pushing everybody else off. And is up there for a short period of time. And all the people that didn't know they were narcissists start resonating with that um, insanity with uh, um, that looks the way that he does. And they resonate with it because he is so impervious to right and wrong. And he's able to just lie constantly. And people like that because they, in the way it helps them, it, it helps them recognize that they're lying too. But here's someone validating it. A very interesting area. This is a way, this is what happened with Mussolini. This is what happened with Hitler and with, uh, you know, all the, all the terrible things in the, in the American West with the indigenous people, intense, crazy people at the head of the thing. We have them today. Sometimes people are very, very sweet and kind and wonderful, but look closely and you'll notice no mind training there. And when there's no mind training, then they succumb to their own uh, blind spots, so to speak. And so I would say, don't stop looking at it. You might want to reduce your dosage of news. <clears throat> you could pick a, a really great network and then a really difficult network, shall we say, rather than say bad, and then rotate and, and, and see, how, see what the contrast is there. I'm not saying there isn't one, but notice that there's a contrast. And then the other thing to do is if you're spending in, 20 minutes to an hour or something like that on the news, which is uh, maybe you want to do more than that. I'm not here to tell you how much, but do do a little bit. And then uh, facing the wall, sit down, hold still, strike the gong, stay there for an hour or two hours and, and just watch what moves. Hold the body very still so you can see because the chemistry that is arising in the mind stream that has been showing up and showing up and showing up in, in this this old man and and in all, all the people here over and over and over. You can't stop that. You can't stop. You can't meditate away the shape of your ears or the kind of relationship you have to hope and fear or dependent origination or all the crap that comes up because of what happened to you when you were four years old. I know about that stuff. I couldn't do this if I didn't know about it. You don't have to get rid of it. You don't have to blame anybody. In fact, an infection. Stop blaming. Don't blame anybody. That's just a, a way of getting rid of your own uh, difficulty.
No one is fundamentally at fault. This doesn't mean we look away and don't lock people up when they do what some people were doing here, threaten people with guns. That doesn't mean we don't address that. Of course, we have, we have laws, so we should do that also. So um, I'm, I'm heartbroken, uh, Katie, that you have so much difficulty and you're having such a rough time. And, and of course, uh, not able to come to the monastery, not able to be around community. So I understand that. I would just say, spend as much time as you can. Get to the wall. You don't have to accomplish anything. It's just a matter of seeing it. Sit down, hold still, watch what moves. If you can stay there for 15 minutes, good. If you can't, get up, go for a walk, come back. Keep returning, return, return, return. Good luck, Katie. For, further questions? Mark? Anyone else? Uh, there's quite a few people here. So I must have made myself very clear. Sometimes you talk about artificial intelligence and references. Yeah. Sanho was talking about electrical impulses. Yeah. You know, whether it's carbon-based in what we call living beings or in sophisticated robots, what what's the difference intelligence-wise? Well, there's differences, and I'm, I'm not a, a technical uh, person there. So I, I would just say that the most important thing is to – be aware of what's happening there. And this is why I say don't use a smartphone as long as it's allowing you to use it, but be careful because it's slowly turning into, it's starting to sense everything about you and including everything about your bank account and everything about your family. And it's just sensing it. So, uh, you know, keep it around, but uh, be careful of it. Be aware of that and try to, like I say, use, a, use an analog uh, watch. So that you're watching something move rather than rather than concepts change based on on glyphs that represent something that is a uh, is not that is a long ways away from the sun going through the sky, which is uh, the sun is analog. And so, uh, same thing with the gong. Start your meditation with a sound. End it with a sound. Don't use a, a smartphone or a timer. I'm not saying they're they're evil, but they're they're, they're difficult because they're they're getting in the way of your own insight into what's happening. It'll begin to tell you everything about yourself um, based on uh, probably selling you stuff. I know I didn't answer you, but that's because your question wasn't very clear. Goes on. Well, by uh, what if it's carbon-based or silicon-based between us as intelligent life versus anything that's yeah. called mechanical? You're, you're making the distinction. There's, there's fundamentally, fundamentally, there's no distinction. So you, you're making that based on, on the contrasts of this, contrasting with that. That works for a while. And it might work long enough to make millions of dollars. Because I'm bowing. So we, you know, just because of lack of something to call it, we call it the ghost in the machine. Why doesn't our smartphone, or does our smartphone have a ghost? So I don't use that metaphor because it give as there's the illusion that we're going to have some kind of control over it. I'm not going to have control is is the the idea I'm trying to encourage is awareness, and awareness means that the what occurs is not near as important as the space in which it occurs. The space in which it occurs is indestructible. Vajra, 
adamantine. But that which occurs is mutable and will go this way and be right and wrong and good and bad and up and down and in control, out of control. Just a simple way of uh, responding to uh, a question that you're asking that actually, if you were talking to a scientist, they would be happy to elaborate and even maybe publish a book on it because there's all kinds of room to move around with relative truth and invent, create, I should say, just create all kinds of abstractions about the way that works, about the way the mind works and about the way um, the so-called uh, artificial intelligence and all of that. That's a, it's very, there's some great movies out there these days on those that are very entertaining, a little scary, but entertaining on robots. And uh, can't think of the name of any, but uh, you guys know about Netflix, right? <laughs> Further question, Kozan, uh, take us deeper into that if you can. It seems like we ascribe awareness to living beings, even if, you know, it's a, an insect, but there's a difference between that and, mm -hmm. I don't know, something like a robot or a nanobot or something. So those are, those might sound really fancy and advanced and progressive and everything, but they're, they're not particularly. Uh, you, you, your, this body mind complex is, a, is, a, is that's, that's the amazing situation. It's just amazing. It makes me want to yell. It's amazing what, what it is and what it is and the lack of identity, the lack of solid singularity. It's just, that's the astonishing part of it. Nothing is threatened, but, but the ego is going to get a hold of you because there is no, but the, the conjunction of feelings, ideas, emotions, and thoughts that protect the self-centeredness, the seventh consciousness, as is taught in Yogacara, the tradition, it seems real and it can, and, and it, it feels threatened. So I'm just saying, just like if you say, well, I don't want to use a analog watch. I want to use a digital watch. I want to time everything with my phone. I won't argue with you. I'll say, well, you heard what my recommendation is, but I don't know everything. Maybe you should do what you think you should do. I'm not have no interest in controlling you at all. Can't even control this. Not interested in controlling this. Well, there's that one thing I like to control. Remember that? The thing about the pie, where the pie's at. Yeah. <laughs> Any any other any final questions? This Mark, Mark, go ahead. Uh, Mark Bowing. Uh, my cousin has uh, cancer, and yep. uh, and I I don't. Is there any point to praying for her? Of course. I mean, uh, Abs yes, absolutely and relatively. Pray for her. Uh, use your imagination. Pray for her. Nothing is separate from anything else. By all means. And, and how you do that, you know, may fall in line with the Buddhist forms of prayer, prayer or supplication or may all beings be happy and at their ease. Uh, I am all beings, uh, limitless of space and on and on. Uh, you can have some kind of structure for it. You can do it and you can just uh, pray, but you're not particularly, uh, I don't, I don't recall you showing up particularly to me as a Christian. Uh, so you just, you just pray to, uh, pray to the Buddha if you want to. Pray to the Bodhisattvas of the Ten Directions and the Three Times. All of those are formless. You are the Bodhisattva of the Ten Directions and the Three, three Times. She is. 
This is she, right? Yeah. What do I pray for for her? Pray for her happiness and her and her good health. But but the, what's different about it is you pray. It's like you pray or you supplicate, but you don't look you don't don't look for results. That's a misunderstanding. It's just give. It's just just give generosity. You'll of it. You'll know what I'm talking about. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Sanho Yes, Sanho. We say may all beings be happy and at their ease, but some beings, their happiness and their ease are different than other beings. How do yeah. we... How do we... Yeah, don't reconcile. Include everyone. Uh, they they have... Uh, they have, I sometimes say to help people see how dependent originality works in a very personal level. I'll say, okay, you have to make a choice. I'm going to give you a choice between two things, and you have to pick one, and you have to do it immediately. No no thinking about it. Uh, a murder occurred, and you have to be the victim or you have to be the murderer. Pick one. It's amazing how that divides right in half. Some people would rather be the victim. Some people would rather be the murderer, and they'll tell you why. They'll give you reasons why. Not separate. Those are not separate. Some people will say, well, I'd rather be the victim uh, because I, I, don't, I don't want to be a murderer. And then uh, somebody else, you could even say this other person might be more of a bodhisattva because they say, no, I'll be the murderer. So that person doesn't have to be a murderer. Might take that karma on themselves. This is what uh, this is what uh, Maitri Bhavana. And sometimes this is why I don't teach uh, Tonglen practice to people generally. I do a little bit, but only specifically as a general teaching. And I'm not against it. So if you're doing Tonglen, please continue. It's just that you're asking for a whole lot of difficulty you might not be ready for. Sound hope bowing. Yes. Plainly, I know people who what makes them happy is abusing children, etc. What yeah. What do we do? How do we pray for them? Well, that that combination. If you go into the specificity of it, then it's you know then then it's difficult to do. But when you say may all beings be happy, then you're including the people who are who who are have been probably I'm speculating probably have been so abused themselves that they were they were tortured into that kind of a dynamic and the only way they can get any relief is to pass that on to somebody else. And I'm not saying they're particularly validating it, but probably a little while while they're doing it, they might even say, Oh, I wish I could stop doing this. My experience of, of that, and I didn't I haven't abused anybody, but my experience is when I was very young, I began stealing. And I and I remember even when I was young, I I didn't want to do that, but I, I couldn't help it. If I was uh, uh I, I just I didn't need 50 cents, but if I saw my mother's purse, I would go and take money out of her purse when I was seven or eight. And, and you know, the interesting thing is she would have given me the 50 cents, but I wanted to take it. And it was, it was, a, it took me years before I could stop that because the causes and conditions that arise in that area. And you could say, well, I was a thief in a past life, you know, that, that uh, are possible, but I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in the immediacy of that moment. How do you work with that right in that moment? And you, uh, Sanho, the way I understand you're asking it, is work with it in your own mind stream. Those beings in your mind stream that are showing showing up as a, I'm going to say it uh, with a strong language, just uh, absolutely um, uh, shitheads about the way they're treating the young people, the way they're abusing anyone. Uh, but they've been abused. Uh, th there's no way you can get into that kind of a activity unless 
unless you've gotten the fuel has coming from coming from some other kind of narcissism that is behind the curtain that is fueling that. And then another curtain and then there's another curtain and it's turtles all the way down. You can't find a source of anything. And if you try to do that, I'm not saying you can't get some luck or you might be a psychologist or you might have a, a like I have the book I'm looking at polyvagal exercises for state safety and connection. I'm not recommending this book. I'm just saying I, I read all the time and I don't miss anything. And I, I don't have any agenda about that other than Dharma books, but I'm just saying that the, you, you should, you should, uh, um, and this, and this kind of thing, or like, uh, I'm okay. You're okay. Or uh, cognitive behavioral therapy uh, or psychotherapy are ways of working with the relative truth to fundamentally, um, help somebody in, in what we call a fundamental way, change some kind of change. But the fundamental situation needs to be looked at if you're listening to me, and that's the spiritual path. I've never stopped becoming a thief. There's just no one here anymore. If I go in a hardware store, I look at what's there, and I know that I could take stuff and they would know about it. But I never I never do that. I would never do that again. And and it's not because I have willpower. It's because there there's no thief here anymore. Is that a, a bragging point? I don't know. You can do whatever you want with it. But the, the thief is gone. This, this self-centeredness is uh, still there, but it is unreal. So therefore, there, there's, there's, there's nothing to magnetize into taking some, something that is un, not given, not freely given to me, taking something away. You, f you follow me a little bit with that? I do. Yeah, I follow you. I, where I struggle with it is that um, I still encounter people every day who, because of their own whatever, they yeah. think that what makes them happy is fundamental control over others. Yeah. And what makes them happy seems like a direct contradiction to yeah. the person who they're controlling. Yeah, it's a, you know, Sano, it's just the nature of samsara. I mean, most of the world is doing what you're describing. That's what, that's what all of us are seeing. And if you're in this, uh, class or if you're in this uh this uh, dharma talk listening to this person or uh, relating to uh, as a, a fellow practitioners to the the sangha that's here uh you probably are had enough of that and you wanted to find a radical way of dealing with it where the buddha talked about it 2500 years ago and it was just an astonishing teaching and it's not for everyone some people their their particular karma that they're dealing with their life their life isn't ready for this or when they come into it they misunderstand the teacher misunderstand the teaching and they revert to blaming i i have it happen people revert to go back into this is just it's too scary but causes and conditions do not support uh, any real self in the skandhas form feeling perception concept and consciousness that is an illusion and if you don't see that then then chances are it's lifetime after lifetime is that correct i say don't don't believe that i don't believe in reincarnation I'm not asking you to, but you might want to not ignore that idea so that you can see if, if there is something that looks like a rebirth, a rebirth, a rebirth, very similar to waking up in the morning. Have you noticed you can't remember what happened on March 13th, uh, uh, 2004? That's like you also can't remember any of your past lives. Or if you can, you have your doubts that it was actually your past life. It was probably somebody else's. Thank you. Yeah. Go, go ahead, Maria. I'll take one more question, then we'll then we'll. Uh, we'll I'm just following Mark's yes. question and your answer. Yes. 
What is playing for somebody's health without looking for the results? It's a spiritual path. No longer the mundane path. Not no, don't need anything. Don't need any success. That's that's a relative path. You just give. It's a Trunk uh, Rinpoche called it environmental generosity. You just give. You just give. I, I the way I train uh, people to do this is just give everything your attention. Stop producing uh, so far as you can, and then if you do produce, then give that your attention. Notice that you can't stop having negative thoughts about this particular. A mean or cruel or or a, a disrespectful person that you keep running into every day. You can't rather than try to go in and somehow their their negative karma is not your business. What is your business? Um, if you've received the vow, which uh, I know Sanho you have received uh, the Bodhisattva vow, and so I would say just receive. Be the the most fundamental form of generosity. And I'm not saying there isn't something else, but it is a fundamental form is to give everything your attention. Receive, receive this incredible world that is stepping into your path over and over and over again in that form of your uh, gorgeous and completely homely. Receive. And then if you do produce, it'll come out of an incredible deep intuition, understanding, prajna of what you've been receiving. You'll see dependent origination yourself, and it will not, if it shows up as a conclusion, I see dependent origination, you're lying to yourself. And you're just, uh, uh, you're just hanging on a fence pole somewhere in Utah. But don't settle. Don't settle for any reference point. Uh, you will find that you don't need to know. You don't need to know what you're after. You don't need that. You need to see what fundamentally is true. Nothing happens. If you think things happen, <laughs> you'll be... To be led into this, and led into goodness, and led into badness, and then you'll be, you'll be when you run into people who are insanely crazy and try, are trying to deal with their suffering by hurting others, or taking the suffering that they can't handle or don't are not responsible for because they don't think it is even is their deal. They try to dump it onto others, for sometimes up to and even including murdering them or hitting them with the American flag. It's it's insanity. But look at your own insanity rather than finger point. If you finger point, then go ahead, <laughs> finger point it, whatever you want to do. Shall we dedicate the merits of the Yes, please go ahead. Thank you. So that we and every can realize Friends and visitors, heal everyone who is unhappy, sick or suffering, and fill them with life. 